0: So hey guys, Uh, welcome to the newest episode of the Fast Sessions Podcast. This is me, Sunil. I'm going to be your host for today for this episode. I have an amazing guest with me today. I have Geoff Atkinson, who is the founder and CEO of Huckabye. Huckabye is an SEO platform that leverages key Google initiatives and brings new technology-based approach to the way we understand SEO. And interesting thing about Hakabai and Gioff, they recently raised a seed round of $2.3 million just a few days ago. So congrats, Geoff, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sunil. It's great to be here. Great. So, Geoff, let's get started. I think you have been into this SEO industry for so long, and I think we're going to discuss about uh, SEO and the technical SEO for, uh, in a brief period today. So before starting your own company into SEO, you was uh, like the former SVP of marketing at Overstock. And Overstock is like one of the largest American internet retailer. So can you tell us more about you first and then about your journey? Sure. Yeah.
1: I'd love to. So I'm originally from the Boston area and I was actually a ski racer in college. And after college, I wanted to move out west. So I... Took a job at the entry level at Overstock um, and their email marketing team. And yeah, worked my way from that position all the yeah. way up to their SVP over uh, marketing, uh, analytics, and CRM. So handled all the, the marketing, the digital marketing side of, of Overstock. SEO was a big part of that success. So we grew, obviously, a really big brand here in the States. One of the things that contributed a lot was SEO. So we had a right. channel that literally went from zero to like 300 million. And so that really helped fuel our growth. That's Wait. sort of what kind of got me going on Huckaby. There just wasn't great uh, sort of performance driven SEO software out there. It was an industry that was ripe for disruption. And so that's, yeah, that's
0: what we're trying to do now with Huckabye you stopped at ore back in 2011 and you started hakabai in 2014 and you've been running it so that's about six six years uh, you've been running hakabai and you just raised your seed round so is there a reason why you took so long to raise the seed round
1: yeah yeah i mean we we were bootstrapped you know for years and actually our first model wasn't um a sas model It was actually a b2c site that wasn't doing particularly well right i mean we pivoted about 3 years ago into this mm-hmm. saas model which was fortunate and so we've basically been doing this for 3 years but we were you know we were we got to the point where we are basically break even we were mm-hmm. growing and yeah just sort of been hesitant to take on venture capital But it felt like the time was right. I mean, we were very fortunate to, to we actually closed the deal in January and, you know, that was right before this pandemic hit. And we were, you know, very fortunate to have done that because it put us in a good cash position for the the long haul here.
0: And uh, yeah, it
1: did take us some time, but, you know, we got it
0: and uh, now we're, you know, off to the races, which is fun. Right. And and you know, for a bootstrap company, like you know, who did break even and you have some great logos on, on the website, right? So you have SAP and Salesforce. And that too I think very early on. So any any tips for like you know acquiring these big clients?
1: So yeah, it was sort of just fortunate. SAP was probably our first big customer. It was actually a, a friend of mine that worked there that got us started in SAP. And then we picked up Salesforce, which was, you know, just a big win for us. Yeah, We're, you know, Salesforce is a great customer. And so that kind of opened the floodgates for like the SaaS, the enterprise SaaS companies. Right. You know, if you get those two, then you're yeah. in pretty good shape. So yeah, we got them early on and we grew to, you know, over a million in ARR yeah. relatively quickly, actually. And then, yeah, the timing for the round felt right. And we had, you know, we had been really sort of. Cash efficient and had, you know, scrapped and built a pretty darn good business. So that when we did take on
0: venture capital, you know, we had a pretty good valuation. And yeah, and here we are. That's pretty interesting. So that makes me very curious about this this particular product, Hakabai. So can you tell us more about this product?
1: Absolutely. So the original product was um we automated something called structured data markup. And uh-huh. Structured data markup is like this language that allows a website to authoritatively talk to a search engine. So almost anything that's visible on a webpage, you can communicate to them with this language. It's structured, it's uniform across all websites. What's cool about it is then they actually, it kind of does two things. One, it helps them understand and what, what a site's all about. And then it also, they use it. So, Mm -hmm. used to when you, you know, when you'd search back in the day, you'd get, you know, the 10 blue links back. And now when you search, you get a whole hodgepodge of different things and features and, you know, question and answer boxes or images will show up or the weather will just show up. That's all powered by this language. Um, And it was something that we found to be just really important in sort of the future of where Google wanted to go. And so we built an automated solution that could do this for companies. It's kind of a hard thing to do internally. And so that was that was our first product. And that's the one that, you know, Salesforce bought and SAP bought. And we still do it. And it's still a great product. But now we have a new product that's a product called SEO Cloud. And that's around another initiative of Google's called dynamic rendering. And dynamic rendering is like basically says that you can create a version of your site just for Google. So just like you have a desktop version and a mobile version, you can uh-huh. now create a Google version. And it can be, it's gotta contain all the same content and everything that the user site does, but it can be a lot faster. It can be a lot simpler. It can uh-huh. you know, include all this, you know, flat HTML. And so that's what we do with SEO Clouds. We basically build like a, a copy of the site that's super, super fast, flat HTML, contains the structured data, giving Google exactly, you know, what they're looking for when they come to, to crawl site. They don't get caught up in JavaScript and chat boxes and all those things. They just get this sort of instantaneously optimized version for them to crawl. So that's our, that's our new product, And yeah, those are the two products and for, you know, they do, they perform really well. You know, our average customer grows about 62% in 12 months. So it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's powerful software.
0: Yeah, to a person like me who started his, you know, marketing career with SEO, these these sound like golden words for me. <laughs> so I started back in 2011 when all this was not, uh, you know, happening. So I could definitely see where this industry was, like, you know, nine years back and where this industry is now. It's definitely uh, like a big market. So do you do you have any sort of competitors here? So do you kind of compete with SEMrush or Hrefs or something like that?
1: We don't directly compete with those two because they're, um, more analytical software. So they're gonna tell you how you're doing. We're more on the front of increasing your performance and how much you actually grow. But we do have some competitors now. There's, there's a few, there's like a schema app is a, is a structured data tool. There's a uh, competitor on the dynamic rendering called prerender.io. But it, ours is pretty unique in that it's, they're both targeted just for search growth, which is um, a little bit
0: different than, than our competition. Obviously, right? Huckabye has you, right? So, you guys definitely have an upper hand. So, (laughs) thank you. Yeah. So, you did uh, mention in the start, right? You at Overstock raised, like, you know, not raised, but you grew this SEO channel from, you know, $0 to $300 billion. So, and Mm -hmm. if you started from, you know, just like into email marketing and you were the SVP of marketing when you left Overstock. So, Mm And you said like SEO is a major part of your strategy and major part of your world, raising a channel from like, you know, up to $300 million yearly. That's like a very big deal, especially SEO channel. And I think overstock uh, for overstock, it's a retail marketplace. So SEO would be very important uh, for a company Mm -hmm. like that. So what are some of the takeaways that you can give from all your learnings?
1: Yeah. You know, it's really the technical side that, that I think we emphasized a lot. So we had, something like 40 people on working on SEO and more than half of them were developers. So we rearchitected the website so that it was super SEO friendly with sort of, I mean, we got really sophisticated to the point where categories were dynamically being generated based on keyword research and those categories would get filled with products and then there would be content added. So it was like a machine. (laughs) I'd say the technical side of SEO is, is just really important. You know, how well can Google efficiently crawl millions of pages mm-hmm. so that they can fully understand what what you ha- have in terms of inventory and reviews and all those things. Right. The page speed is something that I think everybody kind of struggles with and doesn't totally realize just how important it is. So page speed is, is a, just a really big factor in making sure that Google can efficiently crawl your site and they reward you for it. So that's a lot of the stuff, honestly, that works really well is sort of baked into the product of Huckbuy. Uh, mm-hmm. Now the times have changed. It's like a different ball game now, but the fundamental principles of being able to have a, you know, a great crawl experience, really fast, descriptive categories, keyword, you know, keyword driven categories, those all still, you know, are important today and, and drive growth for our customers. So, yeah, those are some of the tips. <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> I you know, do. content is king. The importance there yep. you know, there's there certain fundamentals that are just not going away, like the importance of backlinks and quality backlinks. Um, right. those, those things are, like, really core to Google's algorithm, and they're, they're not going to go out of style any time soon. But they're still, you know, they're sort of additive so that the the algorithm has gotten a lot more complex and the search results have gotten a lot more complex. But a lot of the key fundamentals are still the same. So yeah, we're just taking advantage of sort of where Google's going and what they care about and basically queuing up our customers to, to to give them what they want. And it turns out if you give them what they want, they reward you. Right.
0: <laughs> totally. So, you know, I love that analogy that you men- mentioned and I li- I'd like to expand it. So you mentioned that, you know, mm-hmm. content is king. So keeping the same scenario or keep following the same story, if content is king, then what would uh, structured data be for a website?
1: Yes, structured data is like the way to communicate that content uh-huh. so that a search engine can understand it and then utilize it within their search results. So. Say you write a great piece of content, and you know Google recognizes it, and you layer structured data on top, they'll actually sometimes feature that content within their search result. So when you you know ask a question and it comes back with Q and A, you know question and answer, they're called rich uh, rich enhancements or rich results. Good content now gets sort of it gets enhanced, right, as a result of structured data. So that's what the structured data does. It's you still have to have that great content or the great product or the great reviews, but now you can actually communicate it more clearly for them and, and they can understand it and then and
0: actually put it into search results. Right. And why do you think like, you know, a company like Salesforce or like I could understand uh, the structured data to be very important for an e-commerce company because when you're searching in Google, you can see these different products that come up in those boxes. I think those would be powered by structured data. So, why do you think, like you know, companies like SAP and Salesforce or any SaaS company would, you know, want to focus a lot on structured data or technical SEO to be specific?
1: Yeah, the important actually structured data ends up moving the needle more for SaaS than any other industry, and yeah. which is kind of surprising because you think structured data, you think sites that have a lot of data, so like yeah. e-commerce, travel, real estate sites. But I think the reason why it does grow SaaS businesses so much is that Google, there isn't any structure to a SaaS website. Right. You know, there isn't right. a there isn't a product page, there isn't a category page. They're not like well-described categories typically. They're much right. more complex products that require, you know, a sales cycle, they re- require content marketing. But mm-hmm. when Google comes to a SaaS company's website. They're relatively confused by exactly what's going on. They're just not set up in a way that's easy for them to understand. So when you layer structured data on top and you tell them specifically, you know, this is a software application and this is what it does and this is how much it costs. They're sort of like, ah, oh, thank you. We finally understand what the SaaS business does. And they start ranking for all these new keywords and, and you know, the growth just sort of takes off. So yeah, I think it's really actually more important. For SaaS than than others because it's just hard to communicate with a machine what a SaaS company does. <laughs> and right. Google's a machine, right? Their their algorithm is a is a computer, and so you're you're basically mm-hmm. trying to communicate these complicated things back to a search engine. So that's why it's important, and and uh, sp- specifically structured
0: data is important for, for SaaS businesses. Right. So let's say if one SaaS company comes to or uh, you know signs up with Talkabyte, so what exactly is going to happen?
1: Yeah. So the first thing is to just get the company live on our software. So uh-huh. um, we give them, you know, the implementation instructions. They get their structured data live, and then we generate over like the period of two weeks a, a a version of their site that's optimized, called us the SEO Cloud version. Uh-huh. So once they're once we have that version, we then we host it actually using a partnership with Cloudflare. Um, Cloudflare is like the world's leading content delivery network, CDN. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, so their site's now stored in Cloudflare, which is basically it's all cached. So it's instantly available. And it's also what they call at edge, which means it's actually distributed around the world at mm-hmm. different locations so that no matter where a search engine comes in from, they're going to get this sort of instant version available of their site. So that's the kind of transition that happens over the first couple of weeks. And then yep. as Google, Google comes and crawls. They now come and get all that structured data indexed. They now can access the site much more quickly. All these sort of really great technical SEO things happen for their website. And, right. you know, they start growing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's, that's really interesting. And what goes behind these two products? Like what powers these two products? So the two main technologies that
1: power these, these products are Google's, Google Cloud, which is like their actual... Kind of version of AWS, which is a you know very powerful platform for us to be leveraging, and then also uh, Cloudflare. So Cloudflare, the partnership with Cloudflare, and then obviously we have our own custom um, stack. But those are really the two technologies that we're enabling okay. to deliver these
0: these versions of the sites. I think we have reached the course. I have a few lightning questions for you now. So yeah. Yeah. So what do you know about your work now that you wish you would have known when you first started?
1: I'd say, you know, as a SaaS founder, and this is kind of a strange answer because I am a marketer, but just how important marketing is to the growth of a SaaS company, you kind of immediately go to like sales and building pipeline and funnel and all that. But it actually, the marketing ends up being super important. And I think a lot of founders don't jump on the marketing as early as they should and really right. think about SEO and think about you know, what they're trying to, to do from a marketing perspective and having a strategy. So yeah, that's something that I wish I had known is just get on the marketing train early.
0: Uh, totally. And what did your biggest professional failure teach you?
1: Mm. Well, Google actually banned Overstock for like six months. Oh. <laughs> and that was um that was definitely a professional failure. We learned, you know, you can't trick them. That you know that basically we were buying links and doing, doing some things that you know, obviously <laughs> they didn't like. And yeah, that was a pretty. There's no shortcuts, you know, especially yeah. when it comes to marketing and and SEO. You gotta you gotta earn, earn every link and earn every uh, visitor. So yeah, yeah, that's probably my my no. biggest takeaway from that. <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so i do mention that these are lightning questions and you need to keep your answer short but i do if you can i i'd love to know about the story of you know what got uh uh, banned from (laughs) google (laughs) maybe
1: yeah i'm happy to, to yeah i mean essentially what we were it was funny back in those so this was like 2007 to 2011 or so at the time there was like companies that literally you could you could buy links like the the company conductor who's like a really big seo company today their original business model was basically buying display ads you know on the homepage of the new york times and all these really legitimate spots and instead of running display ads they just put a bunch of links that would sit there for weeks on end and we would buy a lot of those (laughs) and (laughs) you know there was so that and then google did major algorithm changes where they'd They'd sort of sniff out these these bad links and penalize sites for them. I think the overstock penalty was actually a, a manual penalty where they they found us, you know, doing enough of this that they were like, we're gonna make an example of these guys and just <laughs> kick them completely off.
0: But yeah, I that was that.
1: really it. It was, you know, and then we did months and months and months of cleanup to try to get everything gone and us back looking good and healthy. And fortunately, when they did, you know, the, the ban was lifts, we kind of went back to how we were doing. But yeah, that was a scary time um, for sure. And it was, it, was
0: the, it was the link building that got us. Yeah, that's really great. So yeah, so my last question would be, what's the one thing that has helped you shorten your crafts learning curve?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it was so unique being at Overstock where we could try almost anything Okay. And almost had, you know, a limitless budget. I think we were spending like $100 million a year on marketing. So we could try literally anything. And I don't think, and I had a founder, the CEO, Patrick, who's my boss. Mm-hmm. He let me do almost anything that I wanted to try as long as we, you know, grew and delivered. And and so that was just a unique you do not Not a lot of people get that experience yeah. of being able to like almost have limitless resources to do whatever right. you want to do. And, and also the support internally to pull that off, whether it's development resources or, you know, marketing spend, we could literally try anything. And so that the ability to do that for seven years was that was the that was the shortcut. Right. That's what got <laughs> yep. my skill set and my craft sort of dialed was the ability to and then have the feedback of literally millions and millions of people interacting with our site and our brand so yeah just got to learn a ton from that experience and sort of know what works and what doesn't work
0: and and yeah that was probably the biggest shortcut for me that's really interesting any parting piece of advice for the listeners here have
1: i'd say you know keep innovating is probably the biggest thing you really have to you know the internet is developing so fast that you, you got to try almost everything and then you know be smart about figuring out what works and what doesn't i think nothing nothing uh lot you know numbers don't lie so if you if you test and you try things you can you can figure figure stuff out and so be creative and figure things out especially right now as as things are all kind of off kilter there's actually some great opportunities
0: out there. So right. keep testing and keep trying. Totally. Very uh, great time for everyone to, you know, upskill and reskill themselves. Yeah. So yep. uh, that's what Geoff, guys. And, you know, you can check out Huckabye.com and Geoff's LinkedIn profile. I'm going to include the link in the description for the show. And thanks a lot, Geoff, for doing this. Thank you, Sunil. That was great.